I'm Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. Hi, I'm Edward Sree, and welcome to this special edition of All Things Catholic. I am here in the beautiful city of Rome on the last day of our eight-day pilgrimage to this city, and it is a Sunday evening. The sun is setting on the beautiful cobblestone streets, and I'm walking in a little neighborhood near St. Peter's, near the Borgo Pio area, and just reflecting on all that we were able to do this last week. And I'm not just looking backwards, though. I'm looking forward here. I'm looking forward to where the church is drawing our attention now in these wonderful weeks after the Easter season, where the church gets us to contemplate the mystery of things like the Holy Trinity or the Sacred Heart, we're getting ready for next week's big celebration, and that is the Feast of Corpus Christi, as we give thanks to God for the gift he gave us of Jesus' very body and blood in the Holy Eucharist. And, you know, when you come to a place like Rome, whether you're traveling from the United States or Canada or Australia, you can't help but uh, just end up in greater wonder and in thanksgiving for an appreciation for the Eucharist. You know, and it, it is something that sometimes we can take for granted when we're in our normal routines and uh, back at home uh, in our ordinary daily lives. Uh, we sometimes realize, well, I know, yeah, the Eucharist is an important thing. I know Jesus is present in the Eucharist. I know adoration is important. Uh, and I know I have to go to Mass every Sunday and I have to go on Holy Days of Obligation. But even that language, I have to go to Mass, that also speaks to a certain taking for granted of this incredible gift of the Eucharist, because our attitude shouldn't be, oh, I have to go to Mass. We should be responding with hearts full of joy and thanksgiving. We have the chance to go to Mass. Did you know that there were many people here in ancient Rome in the first several centuries when the persecutions would break out that they didn't have the chance to go to Mass. They maybe had their priests or their bishops martyred, the Bishop of Rome having been martyred here. Uh, you think about some of those early Christians when they had to gather for Mass, where did they do it? They didn't do it in these major basilicas like St. Peter's. There was no St. Peter's Basilica. There was no St. John Lateran. There weren't all these beautiful, spectacular churches like there are today. Where did the Christians go to celebrate the Eucharist? in people's homes, in the house churches. And on our pilgrimage this week, we've reflected on these great heroes, people like Pudens or Prosetus or San Prudenciana or Clement, uh, these men and women who opened up their homes uh, in order for the Christians to be able to celebrate the Eucharist. And think about that. In, in many cases, they'd be risking their lives to do that. Uh, these were men and women that had such great courage, and they saw the centrality, the great importance of the gift of the Eucharist. They didn't have the attitude, oh, I have to go. They were just so grateful that they were able to receive Jesus in the Eucharist. And we were blessed to be able to go and visit some of these house churches and even descend down into some of the first century excavations uh, where we got to go into some of these places believed to be right where Peter or Paul or the early Christians had celebrated the Eucharist there in the very first century. Uh, and we gave God great thanks for that gift. And we pray that this will inspire us when we go back, that we are inspired with greater love and fervor to go to Mass and to go to the Eucharist and encounter Jesus evermore. So that's one little insight that we gained from this last week. A second one has to do with the art that we encountered in so many of these churches that developed over time. Uh, much of the art 
helps to lift the mind and the heart up to God to see what's really happening at Mass. And I told the pilgrims this week, if you want to see what's really happening at Mass, if you want to see with the eyes of the angels what's happening at every liturgy, go into these churches and just look up because the art in the church was all there to lift up your mind and lift up your soul to give thanks to God and to enter into the mystery of the liturgy. Now, how did it do that? You know, so for example, let's just take one of the churches we went to, the Church of San Prosetus. And when you are sitting uh, in, in your pew and you're looking above the main altar and behind the main altar, you see these images, these spectacular artistic depictions of Jesus Christ being worshiped in the heavenly liturgy. And it's beautiful because it reminds us that when we go to Mass, we're going to heaven. <laughs> in other words, we're entering into the worship of Jesus by all the angels and the saints and the martyrs and all the great heroes who've gone before us. We're united with them. We enter into the heavenly liturgy as depicted in the book of Revelation chapter 4. In fact, that's what we saw at this particular church of San Prosetus is when you look up, you see on the beautiful mosaics there, and a depiction of Revelation chapter 4 where the Lamb, Jesus Christ, is revealed and he's being worshipped. And he's being worshipped by the 24 elders clad in white garments and the four living creatures. And as your eye gazes up and look behind, looks behind the main altar, what do you see? You see the Lamb at the center of the art and you see 24 elders in white garments and you see them worshiping the lamb in the center. And then you see the four living creatures bowing down, those four creatures who in Revelation chapter 4 never cease to sing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. And so picture that when you go to the liturgy and you come to that part of the mass right before we kneel down and we sing the holy, 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 you look up, you're saying those same words that those four living creatures were saying in the book of Revelation chapter 4 and you see them up there in the art. All of the art there is meant to draw our attention to the mysteries we're entering into, to lift our mind above what we could see with our own physicalized, but to help us to see not just the visible and the material, but to see with the eyes of the angels the spiritual realities we enter into. When we go to Mass, we join all the angels, all the archangels, Michael, Gabriel, we join all of the angels, we join all of the saints, we join all of the martyrs, all those church fathers, all the saints in Rome, we are united with them in the same worship in the liturgy. One last little thought here, and this one is probably the most important one, and it reminds me of what we see in the Easter season where we have the beautiful readings from the Emmaus Road story where those two disciples are on the road to Emmaus, they're walking with Jesus, they don't recognize it's him, and, but there's something about Jesus that they're attracted to, they're drawn to him, and they say, stay with us. At the end of the day, at the end of the journey, they say, stay with us. And then they, Jesus stays with them, and they have a meal, and at the breaking of the bread, when Jesus breaks the bread, they realize, oh, it's the Lord. But that longing for Jesus to stay with us. Pope Benedict once said, that's the longing we should have about the Eucharist that we want Jesus to stay with us 
and he has stayed with us. He remains with us in many ways through his scriptures, through the teachings of the church, through the sacraments, through the poor, but he is especially present, his very body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Eucharist. And our hearts should long for Jesus to stay with us. He's present there at every Mass. He's present in all the tabernacles of all the world. And he's longing for us to come to him. One thing I emphasize on this pilgrimage is making prayer really the heartbeat of this pilgrimage. When you go on a pilgrimage to a place like Rome, you can get so distracted by the, the, the great culture, the wonderful food, and the great red wine, and the, the, the amazing gelato, and all that's great. That's a great part of this. You can get distracted by all the souvenirs and picture-taking you want to do, and there's nothing wrong with all that. All that's very human, and, and God wants us to enjoy those things as well. But when we go on a pilgrimage, we want to make prayer the center. Otherwise, it's just a vacation. It's a nice Catholic trip. But a pilgrimage helps us to enter into the mysteries of these sacred places. Uh, and that's what we had a chance to do, is we would pray at the tombs of all the saints and all the martyrs. And we would also often go into these churches and find the Blessed Sacrament and be able to spend, spend a little time with him. And on this last night, I'm getting ready to go to our last supper. So it's our last meal together. And I'm going to encourage everyone as they're packing their bags to do their spiritual packing as well. And what I mean by that is take some time to be with God. Maybe be able to just walk through St. Peter's Square one last time and be with him. But the good news is that Jesus isn't with us just when you go on a pilgrimage to Rome or when you go on a pilgrimage to uh, a place like this here in, in the holy city of Rome or to the Holy Land, anywhere else, he's with us all the time at our own churches. It could be a small little suburban church, an inner city church, a, a countryside church, but Jesus is present and he wants us to come to him. He is staying with us in the gift of the Eucharist. Will we stay with him by being present to him? So my friends, thanks for, for listening here and joining me as I'm walking these beautiful streets of Rome uh, on this last night of our pilgrimage. I hope some of these insights have been helpful for you. Uh, if you want to learn more about my pilgrimages, you can find more information on my website, edwardsri.com. Uh, you can contact me and ask to be on my pilgrimage email list, and I'd be happy to have you on there. And I don't use it for anything else, just to send out information every time I announce a new pilgrimage trip, and you would be welcome to join us. We have people from all all over the United States. I've had people from Canada. I've had people from uh, overseas uh, fly in from different countries and meet us here in Rome. And so uh, anyone is welcome. And you can learn more about that again at edwards3.com or you can reach me on Facebook or Twitter. And God bless.